1: What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. How are you today? That's a strange and unusual greeting here on the uh, your podcast of the strange and unusual What's Your Weird Story podcast. Shall I shout it at you again so that you know you're in the right place? Hello, Weirdsville! It is I, Adam Beebe, one of your hosts here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. With me, as always, is your other host, my best friend, oldest friend, um, my ride-or-die bitch,
0: Mr. Barry Johnston. What an intro. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. How are things in your part of the world?
1: Pretty good, man. I'm just uh, getting everything in place, um, you know, with... uh, I, after my car was hit and run and got totaled, I finally got a new vehicle and I've, I've got my uh, class to be teaching in the fall, you know, getting all the paper, getting everything lined up for that to make, for that to start to get ready to do that. And, uh, you know, I went to a a little comic show the past weekend, which is really fun for me. And so, yeah, man, just, you know, keeping, keeping really
0: busy actually. Good. That's great. It's always good. So are yeah. we. We are getting ready as this comes out. Uh, I will be moving my kids over into school. And so we're trying to get ready to, uh, we're getting all packed up and getting stuff uh, squared away and uh, ready, ready to make the big move. And uh, yeah, everything's good. We're just busy. There's never enough time. I have so much to do, man.
1: Well, hey man! While you were in your travels, uh, you know uh, something I recommend you check out. I got I fell down our YouTube rabbit hole today. Okay, and uh, it was quite quite hilarious. Um, it is a I think it's a podcast, but it's a show. Uh, uh, it's a YouTube show. It's called Hot Ones. Have you heard of this? Are you oh, familiar I with love it? Love Hot Ones, man! I've, hot Ones, where I've, I've
0: seen the, about every one. Yeah,
1: celebrities come on and they take the uh, that hot wing. The, are the uh, hot sauce challenges? Yes, yes. And uh, yeah, I saw. I started off with some of the uh, the people who were like, you know, being a little too cocky. Uh, arrogant, too yeah. cocky, yeah. self assured, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then they just have complete meltdowns, literal meltdowns from the from the hot sauce.
0: Yeah, and it's just hilarious. It's a great way to interview celebrities because at a certain point the guard goes down. Yeah, and, yeah. and you have they have no choice but to just. You know, just try to take it. Because those <laughs> sauces are hot, dude. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they get to the, like, I don't know, the millions of the Scoville units, oh, you yeah. know. And they're, like, the, made with the hottest peppers. And, uh, dude, I, I love that show. I actually, I started watching that a couple of years ago. Um, and... I can't remember what it was that that um, that drew me in on it, but I, once I watched the first one, I was like, "Dude, this is a, this is a great, what a great!" And he's so good, Sean. Evans, yeah, yeah. the uh, interviewer, he's so he's just a pro, man. He's so good at it. I mean, it really not that what we do here is professional at all, but when you see somebody really good at interviewing people, you're like, "Damn that that takes time and talent." Because he goes yeah. deep. They go deep yeah. on his. His interviews, which is another aspect of that show that's great because he catches so many people off guard Yeah, <laughs> with his questions. They're like, how do you know this? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, great, great. Oh, that's great, yeah, man. I'm glad you watched that, man.
1: There's another YouTube uh, thing that I've been watching that's kind of in a similar vein, but not exclusively. It's not celebrities and it's not exclusive to hot sauce. It's uh, it's just on the try channel. Okay, and it's called, it's Irish people try. Oh yeah, and dot, oh dot, yeah, dot, yeah, and and dude. like, yes, they. It's like you know, like they'll try, you know, they'll try uh, hot sauces. They'll try, yep. um, you know, candies. Uh, they'll try yep. all sort, you know, American junk
0: food. Amer- yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: American. the ones you really want to watch is them trying different kinds of liquor. Yeah. Um, because they just get wasted. Yeah. And it's hilarious, you know, because most of the time, if you don't drink, uh, watching people get wasted, it's just kind of like, eh, you know, but this is a lot of this is really entertaining. The first one I watched was a basically a marathon where they had an advent calendar, 24 Uh days of little things. And two of them would split like a shot or a little little bottle of of wine. And they just got so wasted. (laughs) It's hilarious.
0: It's great. Hey but, uh, hey the Irish can drink my friend and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, they're a can. part of my bloodline so there I I, I know this for a fact and uh, yeah. I love I actually <coughs> I've never gone to Ireland mm. and that's one place cuz when I back in the day when I used to tour um one of the bands that I was with they were they were a from the UK so we weren't able able to go <laughs> but like I wanted to
1: You got to tell me that story Oh yeah mind. no it's, yeah
0: uh but it was like, I, this is the one place I wanted to go. And then I did get a chance to go to England. But I I never got a chance to, to really go outside of, like, London, you know? But, yeah, yeah. But, but oh, man, dude. I uh, I want to go over there so bad. I just think that it's... Uh, there's just something about that area that's that draws me. You know how some people have those, like, oh, you know, I'm just yeah. drawn to France or whatever, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm right there with you, dude. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. Hey, speaking of great explorations and being drawn and being drawn to things uh our guest she i I gotta say this is really one of the most interesting guests that we've had on because we were able to sort of bounce some ideas off of her and get her feedback she was great dr lisa is on the show with us today and she knocks it out of the park
1: Yeah, Dr. Lisa was awesome having uh, her on as a guest, and we learned a lot as well as just uh, heard some of her amazing stories. And yeah, we do go all over the place, um, but it's really, really a great conversation. Joining us today from the Aloha State of Hawaii is Dr. Lisa. Is it okay that we call you Dr. Lisa?
2: You can call me that or just Lisa.
1: I don't know. We've got to call you Dr. Lisa. Respect. Um, absolutely. It's 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 just more fun that way. And <laughs> So, Dr. Lisa, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story?
2: Well, so I have several, but where I'm going to start um, is because I, I only now in the last year and a half have felt free to speak about it because it is so weird and people thought I was crazy is I, I've i been a UFO, alien experiencer my entire life. Okay. And my first conscious memory of being taken into a craft was when I was 15 mm. years old, and I was living in a little town called Yelm in Washington State. And my mother had moved me there back in 1986 when I was 13 to attend a spiritual school of enlightenment. That was... Okay. Um, Channeled by an entity named Ramtha. Ah. And, and so that in itself is a whole another story, but oh. but it, it's actually part of the story because um, so the experience was I was taken in this craft and it was a smaller shuttle kind of craft where it was just me and the alien being. And what it looked like when we were flying through space was completely transparent walls where you could actually fully see all around you into space. You could see the darkness. You could see the lights of the stars. And then as you're passing through the gases, the different colors and the beauty of that. Now, this being, at least when we, we were initially in this craft, he looked very human. So, you know, I was 15. He, I would say he looked like he was maybe 20 or so. Mm-hmm. So, you know, late teens, early twenties looked very human. And I found out later that no, that, that was not the real form. That's the camouflage form. Right. Okay. To. Okay. So we're flying through, we, we finally get to our destination. And so I asked him, where are we? And cause I was just in awe flying through <laughs> And I wasn't scared at all. And so when we arrived, I asked him where we were, and he said that we were inside of Jupiter's moon of Io. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: okay. Now, if you all know anything about Io specifically, it's the most highly active volcanic planetary body in our solar system. Okay. okay. So you can't be on the surface, um, it's very dangerous, but you can be inside of it. And so that's where we were. Now, when we arrived inside, um, I was being toured around in this particular instance. Um, and it was like a hospital kind of scenario where all the other beings that I was seeing, they, they all looked human, but there were actual earth humans inside of these different kind of hospital rooms. But the doors were open, so you could see in. They were in hospital gowns, and there was no scary probing or anything going on Just being checked out like a physical exam. And so all of this communication with my guide was um, telepathic. And so I, you know, he's showing me around Mm -hmm. and asking, what, you know, why am I here? Why are these other people here? And what he said is that we were the chosen ones that they were testing our physiology and our genetics, Mm -hmm. that if something happened to Earth, That we could perhaps go live there with them, or a similar kind of environment.
1: Ah, okay.
2: Okay, so now this is back in 1988, where the we were on the verge of World War III,
3: you know,
2: threats, and so it was very plausible that something could have happened. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. And even like now, as a full adult, I can really, really get it. And I've I've heard other stories, similar stories of people sharing that information about the late 80s. Mm-hmm. And Okay, so after the tour, or along the tour, I was asking, you know, are you really human? Like, you look human, are you human? And he said, no, we are not. We are humanoid, but we disguise ourselves, we camouflage ourselves so that we don't scare you. Right. Because our, our appearance is very different than yours. And mm-hmm. so I was always a very curious kid. Like super curious and not afraid of different kinds of forms. And so I asked if he would change into his true form for me. So he did. And when he took the camouflage away, he was about seven feet tall, pure white skin, oh. like chalky, like pure white skin, really big dark eyes, but then red, long hair. Wow. Super wow just really extreme and then he had um, triad tattoos on his cheeks and there was an interesting um, when he did open his mouth there was an interesting little like fleshy thorn thing at the tip of his tongue like underneath it um, that was very distinctive and different
1: and interesting
2: when you when he changed form I mean I wasn't scared I felt like very comfortable being there and Mm -hmm. when Found out later was that I had been with them many times. Oh, wow. Not my first experience, like throughout my childhood, I had gone to visit. And so that's why it wasn't scary at all. I felt, you know, very like these were friends. Yeah. And so then I was taken back home and I was in my bed and I was like, okay, that was the weirdest dream I've ever had. So that's originally when I passed it off. As. Mm-hmm. But I remembered it so clearly All the details so clearly In most dreams you don't remember the yeah. details. Well so I mentioned That we were in the spiritual school And it was a high profile School at in the 80s um, Number one because There were a couple of famous people like Shirley MacLaine And Linda mm-hmm. Evans in the oh, school wow. It was also considered A cult by some
3: okay. And the
2: activities The information we were learning um, The government infiltrated the school the cia and wow. some higher military people
3: mm.
2: and one of the people that attended the school had been super high government and knew about the different alien races that our government actually works with okay that they deal with. right so i think he had retired at this point but my mother knew about him so anyway so I, i'm thinking it's a dream fast forward several months later I am reading Whitley Strieber's book, Communion, Mm -hmm. that had just come out. And his experiences were all about the gray aliens, being taken by the grays. My group were definitely not the gray aliens. Um, And so at the end, Whitley is interviewing all these different people with abduction experiences, and all of them had the same kind of story as his, except for one guy who had a completely different story. Whitley was actually kind of making fun of his story. Because the guy said, "You know, I I was taken to a moon of Jupiter and told I was one of the chosen ones." Wow! Wow! And that went, he made a side comment of like, "Well, I hope it isn't Io," and I think I'm guessing it's because of what I said earlier about you know being highly panic right. and all that. And so when I read that piece, my body instantly head to toe chills. I actually had tears coming out. of um and for me that's my indication, that's clairsentience. That's me getting a huge yes. Yeah, that was right. a real experience, right? And so I went and told my mom, knowing she would believe me, because you know, we were part of this different kind of school anyway, right. learning about that stuff. And so she introduced me, you know, a few days later to this guy that had worked for the government. Now i had never met him before i th- i thought he was gonna think i was crazy and or that oh no it's a dream but i told him my story and i described the race and he said you know we don't know that particular race but we don't work with all of them you know there's only a, a small set that we actually yeah. know and work with he said but your experience was real so i got the validation oh, as a teenager wow. that i actually had a real encounter like a really profound one yeah and i thinking that that particular like i got to remember that situation as a seed for the work that i do now you know 35 years later
0: yeah wow yeah <laughs> so that, that's so, man hold on now there's just so much there there's so much yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. um wow that so is
1: the
2: alien
0: yeah that they sound kind of like
1: like what you the tall whites that you hear about
2: Yeah, well, the tall whites are one of the groups I work with, but with with the red hair. um, That's
1: what seems different.
2: Yeah. Striking differently. Yeah. um, The Lyrans and the Pleiadians, some of the Uh races have super red hair, and I I haven't gotten clarification on where they're from, like originally, um,
3: Mm -hmm. because I
2: think they're just a colony. Right. what I do know, because three and a half years ago I met my Arcturian family, so that's a whole other story that I can share in a moment. But cool. um, this group from Io, they actually do have a connection with the Arcturians. They are not Arcturian, but they work with them. Okay. But what I have also since, I've been trying to figure out, like, who is this race? Because there mm-hmm. are different authors that have species almanacs of different alien races. And I can't find them in any of them. And I've tried to do Google image searches, nothing. And so the information that came to me last year about this group, and it was through my friend who's a medium. So we pulled them in and okay. we, I asked questions and they are not known by the government because they have very little to do with earth okay. and with the earth humans, those of us that they, they, took for that particular experience, um, we had a very similar frequency. So that's what the match was, it was the frequency.
3: I was gonna ask,
1: what was the the key, what was it that set you off for them, right? Yeah,
2: everyone has their own frequency signature Mm -hmm. and their own kind of light. And so those of us who were there had that similar to them, so it was magnet. Um, the other thing is that they are not part of the Galactic Federation. In fact, they're very neutral. They don't take sides. But like I said, they do work with the Arcturians occasionally. And I have a very strong connection with the Arcturians.
0: Okay. They're like Space Switzerland.
3: Yes.
0: So. <laughs> okay, so so you said that wow. so this is like the first abduction or the first time that you <clears throat> had an encounter with him that you remembered. Do you remember yeah. um the actual like you being abducted part? Or is it just sort of like you come to or you are conscious in the craft and it just happens?
2: Um, I don't remember how I got into the craft. Okay. But I remember you know, being in the space now in the craft sure, and sure. flying.
0: Space. Gotcha. I'm just curious about that because, you know, you you hear uh, some stories. I the, one that pops into mind is the um, the mass uh, sighting over in Massachusetts back in the like 70s or 60s or whatever it was and. Mm-hmm and these people were um one one in particular a, a young a young boy i think he was maybe 10 or 12 years old he gets abducted and actually like gets sucked into the the spaceship which is just a fascinating story and then a couple of other people talked about how um a beam of light like the 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 object had put a beam of light into their car and they got you know abducted or something something happened so just yeah. cur- just curious about those those stories you know
3: yeah
2: I, so, I don't know. I'm sh- I, it probably was some kind of light mechanism, which then what that does is it elevates your vibration. Okay. And, you know, solid. So, so it loses your vibration enough to be able to pass through any walls or. So,
1: were your, I mean, was it fit like a, was it a physical abduction or was it you know, like on a spiritual or or mental, not a minstrel plane. That's a mental plane. Yeah.
2: That's completely different. Or was it physical? Okay. Yeah. 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 I, um, when I tune in because there was, I had no witnesses, like my Mm. mother didn't walk in and I was missing out of my bedroom or anything. Mm -hmm. And when we have our eyes closed, the mind doesn't know the difference between, um, Reality between our eyes o- open or closed. So yeah. when I tune in and ask myself which one was it, I get that it was physical, but right. I don't, I didn't have any like proof on my body or anything. Yeah, yeah, Something sure. Something happened. Sure. And what I, the work that I do now, what I do realize is whether it's physical or it's astral, again, there is no difference in it being a real experience or not.
3: Right. Sure. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, that that's we're always interested to see what the capabilities uh, are of these life forms or uh, whatever they are. And, and so that's always that's always at the top of of my list, I know, when we're talking about this type of stuff, it's what are yeah. they capable of? I know, like cuz there's so many things that we we just don't know what our brains are capable of and you know like when you're speaking to these 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 uh these life forms or whoever or whatever they are, um, I would assume telepathically maybe that's happening or something or
2: it is te- um, telepathy is the most common form of communication, yeah. especially with the higher dimensional beings. Yeah. You know, in the ET world and my, the way that I like to categorize is more, I call them alien because it could be extraterrestrial, but it could also be extra dimensional. Right. So they could be residing in our same space but just at a higher vibration yeah and so when when you have the third and fourth dimensional beings you know it may be more similar to us of verbal rather than telepathic um but as soon as you get to fifth dimension and higher you know really telepathy gives mm. a lot more information in a shorter amount of time than trying to come up with the right words sure. or have the right yeah language. that yeah, makes sense you
3: have the,
1: if you have the ability to share thoughts, uh, you're going to be able to communicate ideas more clearly and, yeah. and faster. Once you get a, uh, I would think once you get a reference point, you know where that you can. I mean, because they're still not, you, you would still have to kind of like calibrate yes. to a framework to like so yeah they can you know understand how to present it to you like when they had the the guy put on the camouflage so that. It, Mm-hmm. You know, we will yeah, we'll yeah, present yeah. ourselves this way or present the information this way, yeah. so that you can understand it, and um, you know, and that so it being new information, or you won't freak out about it, or right. so you will can you know get the ideas, the concepts, because I mean, you can ex- you could someone could explain to me a lot of things using math, and I'm not going to get it.
3: <laughs> you know, <I>
1: mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know numbers. I know things. I know that the words are being said, and you maybe you are describing, uh, uh, you know, an arc or or you know or how something is put together. But I don't know. But, uh, so yeah. So that's what. I mean, if if humanity, if we can collectively get to the point where we can use our brains, I could put a full stop right there. But if we get to the point where we can use <laughs> our brains to communicate. Without right. words, so we could share ideas at at, at the speed of thought, yes. you know, and express that way. Man, that would be an incredibly um, an incredible advancement for us as a race.
3: But
2: it would, and I think we're moving there. It's just taking; it feels slow, mm-hmm. um, but we are moving there. And that was actually one of the things that we were learning at at that spiritual school for things like remote viewing and telepathy and really enhancing our intuition our knowingness
0: sure well the so. uh, Shirley McLean was one of the early adopters. I, I mean I know I know it goes back further than, than her but one of the one of the people with star power that I could remember her coming out and talking about that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and really especially at that time it was like mainstream people didn't know how to take that stuff
2: oh no, well, and okay, so uh, before we started this, we were talking about Oklahoma.
3: Yes, so,
2: well, before I moved to Washington State, I lived in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and that is the middle of the Bible Belt, as the you buckle. Guys
1: know, the yeah. buckle of the Bible, Belt. <laughs> yeah. yes, indeed.
3: Yeah, we and, know, yeah, we do. <laughs> and,
2: you know, my mother had grown up in the Southern Baptist Church and yeah. had left that, um, and so. When we moved to Oklahoma in 1974, um, she got into astrology. She started taking astrology classes, which, you know, in Oklahoma, yeah, that's and bold. there was a small underground yeah. little, network, little fringe network. But that's what I grew up with, right? I, I grew up with astrologers, witches, tarot mm-hmm. card readers, psychics. And then we went to this spiritual school, um, you know, when I was 13. And so I've... I, my whole life I've been exposed to like non-mainstream ideas yeah. and experiences. And in my younger years, I just wanted to fit in. I wanted to be normal.
3: Sure. Right. And so
2: I, you know, I would tell some people about that experience I just shared with you and some of the other experiences, but, um, most people thought I was crazy. And especially when I got into science in college and grad school, And then as a professor, um, people were like, we have no proof of this. And I'm like, yeah, but I have the experience. So you can't take away my experience, even though we, science thinks in this tiny little box of how it's going to classify life and the techniques and tools that they're trying to discover the existence of life on other planets, where they're contacting individuals, right? We don't need a spaceship to land on the White House lawn. Right. We just need to actually. What I teach people to do on my UFO tours that I do in Hawaii is call them in hmm. uh, and invite them because sure. they are friends in our family.
0: Sure. Yeah. I. There's so much again, so much in what you said, and um, this recently has come up in in our conversations here that. You know, we've we've got apparently there's going to be some information coming out about um, maybe a little bit more. Give us more perspective about where humans fit into the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. And um, and this idea that time is um, is not sort of this sort of uh, linear continuation. It's it's maybe that. It's layered and that maybe these beings are coming from different, you know, wormholes or whatever through time, which is really an interesting – I still – I'm still – my brain has not – I need to figure out or I need to have have somebody explain to me how this works because it's a great idea and and it really fascinates me. I just – knew, I wish I knew more about it so I didn't sound like such an idiot, but
3: um, (laughs) – yeah,
1: very, but that's never stopped us before.
0: I know, so. I know.
2: <laughs> I would love to share my perspective on that. Please. If I could. Oh, my God, but I would love it. I have been studying quantum mechanics as a layperson for a good 20 years. That's yes, nice. And it's all based on quantum mechanics. So basically at the quantum level, all timelines exist simultaneously. There is no past. There is no future. Everything is just layered Gotcha. and so you can jump timelines as an individual you can travel um on in that quantum realm so whether you're astral traveling or even physically changing your body and mm-hmm. so these different beings that we're interacting with so ultimately everything comes from one source from my understanding so okay. you can call it universe god create okay. creator whatever but it's all originally one thing that everything is just split off from.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so you and I, so you, me, Adam, Barry, we are all one. We are all connected and at that quantum level. And so we can move around. So these beings really, they are an essence of us and they do come from different times and places. If we want to quantify it from our linear earth sure. perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, none of that is real. So yes, yeah, some of them that are a little more fourth dimensional and travel via wormholes or things like that. Um, others can just think where they want to go and they're instantly there. Just like, you know, beam me up, Scotty.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's fascinating.
2: So it all depends on which race it is, how advanced they are, like what dimension they're residing in. Because... Fifth dimension is where we lose polarity. Everything is unity and love. And then you still have some physicalness in the fifth, fifth dimension. However, as soon as you hit sixth dimension, the physical body becomes less and less. And then higher dimensions don't even have physical body. They're just energy.
0: Gotcha. So, that
2: you makes know, sense. Yeah. Depending on which dimension they're residing in or density, will depend on you know how they can travel and some beings are multi-dimensional so they can they can choose what dimension they want to be in
0: you know i, I,
1: believe, I yeah. believe the fifth dimension also had a hit in the early 70s I, that's true uh, with age of aquarius there you go oh, yep. so there you go
0: <laughs> there you go that golly that is uh that that makes that's that's makes that makes sense what you said but and it's, and it's still, I'm still like, golly, that's just so, we as humans have such a small, small idea of, of greater things, the, the, the greater picture. But, um, mm. that is really, yeah. you know, I think about this because, because we, you know, you, you know, you know this from, for living in Oklahoma that, you know, we, we grew up in the Bible Belt. Adam and I, we went to church every Sunday, every Wednesday of our lives until, until we were old enough to say, I don't want to do this anymore. But like the thing I think is interesting about religion or spirituality or whatever, it's like kind of everybody's trying to get to the same place. Like yep. when you're meditating, you know, like in church, it was funny because the people that we grew up with, they looked down on meditation yet. They would say, let us meditate on the words of God, you know, as yeah. we're praying in church. And I thought that's yep. interesting that we're using yep. meditation in that, in that way, because what we're really trying to do is tap into the source, tap into maybe a piece of what God is. And it kind of sounds like, and maybe I'm jumping like way ahead or whatever, but it sounds like with, with kind of what your background is in, the way that you grew up, is that it's not necessarily... You guys are doing kind of the same thing. You're learning how to, to uh, tune in and yeah. and travel through your subconscious, your conscience, whatever, or maybe physical body to, to connect with something, something, another greater life form, a, a different life form, I guess. I don't know. Yes. Does that sound yes, dumb?
2: Very well. <laughs> so no, to other, to higher dimensional beings and also directly to source.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: So, yes. Which, God, I, you know, I, right. To say. I would say though,
1: that, that's the like Barry. I agree that that's the same thing that we were taught, except that the language and uh, the framework was from the our the Judeo Christian, right, right, uh, you know, Methodist background, where yeah. you know you, you where you you have a, arm um, praying is meditation. I mean, really, yes, right? Because right. you are thinking beyond and further and abstract, you know, and then. All of these processes and things that you that are meant to you know, uh, spiritually strengthen you, or to do these things where you, you're speaking to the source, the higher thing. That's the exact same stuff that other uh, practices. I don't want to say yeah. necessarily religions, but other practices are doing. It's oh. all the same. It's just everybody takes you know you've got a map and not everybody's going to go to the right or the left or follow the same path.
2: Exactly. And to to that point, I mean, we all need to hear things in a way that resonates with us. Right. And all these different teachers, prophets, ascended masters at the core of what they teach, it is the same.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Now, we as humans have then twisted that and made it yeah, like, yeah. well, my right and yours is wrong. But it's like, yeah. no, you actually get to the core. But that's also where power and control comes in.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, and tribalism and yeah, power and control and manipulating the masses and yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. now that's that fun that stuff. and I'm sorry that, to bring this up, but I I, yeah. I must know this because. I've got to say that one of the things that I'm very, first of all, UFOs right up my alley, uh, mm-hmm. but also spirituality and um, cults. And what I was going to ask you is, is that was your experience in the school that, did you have that kind of an experience or was it positive experience for you?
2: So yeah, that's a good question because it was kind of a, a mixed thing. Okay. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, when I when I first went to the school, number one, I had never experienced channeling before. Uh-huh. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, my friends back in Oklahoma were like, "Oh my God, your mother's following the devil!" Right.
0: You know, of course, and they would. Through?
2: Yes.
1: Absolutely, right? they
0: would. Yeah. Now, this is this is a high. The high yes, the that high is satanic panic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yep, <laughs> satanic panic. Sorry, Barry. (laughs) Listeners that have uh, uh, been with us for forever, or or even for a few episodes, know that Barry and I—you know—we grew up together. We've known each other literally all of our lives, and uh, it seems like. I don't know. I've noticed this more often, Barry. I don't know if you did, but we definitely say, you know, we'll be, we're starting to do that couples thing where you say the yeah, same yeah, thing yeah. at the same
0: time. Yeah, finishing each other's sentences because other we're things. just
1: our minds are like we spend that time around each other, so we're picking up what each other is kind of That's thinking. Right. So there you go.
3: Yeah.
2: So. so so when I when we arrived to Washington and my mother and and my aunt had already seen Rampant in person, they'd watched tons of videos. And so my mom was like, well, do you want to go? I want you to come experience this. You don't have to keep coming, but I just want you to experience it. And so, I mean, I, number one, I was angry with her for moving me there, even though I, I was happy to get out of Oklahoma. But yeah. sure. I was also in, going into eighth grade and had just been named head cheerleader. at my yes. school. Oh,
1: my God. That's God. Yeah, that's got to yeah. be. <laughs> the worst, uh, again, uh, uh, the head cheerleader in Oklahoma uh-huh. is like quarterback of the football team, yep. and, and it's a huge, huge, actually, it's probably even more so, because there's not as many uh, things that girls could, you know, wear yeah. sports-wise.
2: <laughs> Thank you for appreciating that. Not oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, so we moved, so we moved, you know, to Washington, and my mom's like, hey, do you want to check this out? And so... I was like, was, I begrudgingly said yes. So when we went to the event, it was a smaller Q&A kind of session. Um, it, the school got much larger after that and different kinds of seminars and stuff that we would go to. But this was 100 people around Jay-Z Night swimming pool, indoor swimming pool. And I, again, I had never experienced channeling, but here's the the presence of this blonde woman, like full makeup, blonde woman, with a very deep accented voice speaking through her, walking around the room and, and people asking questions and, and Ramtha, the, the entity, um, answering the questions. And I can feel energy. Like I, I am a super empath, but I, I can really feel the energy. Mm. And as soon, I could feel the energy of this being coming through this woman. Wow. And I'm like, okay, this is not fake <laughs> at all. Cause some people were like, oh, she's just acting. Yeah, No, that was real energy. And, and actually now I, I have become a channel. So I actually understand what sure. that process is like. and can feel it. But so, so my experience in my teenage years was I loved the information that we were learning mm-hmm. and, but there was some fear-based stuff at that time in the 80s because the one, what got us to move to Washington was my mom and aunt had gone to a weekend with Ramtha that was called The Days to Come. And it was all about how, you know, the earth is going to shit and you need to have your own food, grow your own food, have lots of yeah. water, have food storage, right. you know, things like that. And But there was no time line given for when that needed but it was like kind of urgent like you need you need to get yeah. yourself a safe place yeah.
1: yeah there was a lot of that um for lack of a better term doomsday cult kind of stuff yeah. going on during that especially during the late 80s mid to late 80s mm-hmm. uh because of the cold war because right. of, you yeah. know all of that and that was you know i mean very very real because i certainly yeah. remember you know s- being probably less than ten years old, having a an an existential crisis uh, on the stairwell, mid stairwell of that my the old White House that I lived in, Barry, but because there was somebody. There were some, two groups that were firing on each other with just regular missiles. But I was convinced that this was the kickoff of World War Three, and that, you know, I wasn't going to be able to uh, – I wouldn't see my mom again or I wouldn't have a Snickers again or all these things. And, you know, that was legitimate crises that people had during that time period. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's understandable it. how – that could draw people in to be like, hey, you know, these are put, this is could happen or, you know, this is likely going to happen. We need to, you know, get yeah. yourself ready. Yep. Right. But at the same time,
2: yeah, you know, so, we're kind
1: of always on that precipice. Right. <laughs> there,
2: there was always and still is that aspect of the school of some fear, underlying fear. But then on the other hand, beautiful <laughs> teaching. Um, before law of attraction became a thing, we were learning how to create our reality. And, you know, there was a whole process that we would do. um, And, and so the information that I got about, like, I, I am God, I am source. I am part of that. It's not separate from me. I create my reality. And then knowing how to do that, those things are things that, you know, stuck with me and were beautiful teachings. Sure. Um, When I was, 16 i decided to stop going i wanted a normal i just wanted to be a normal teenager and so i had been head cheerleader well then i was um dance team captain
1: (laughs) yeah yeah there you go
2: so i just wanted to be normal and we were living in a small town and people thought the Ramsters were all weird anyway so i just trying to be normal but then when i was finishing i had just finished grad school had my phd i was doing a postdoc And I was going to go back home to visit my mom, and at this point I was 28, so 12 years later. um, Her chiropractor, she got an appointment for me to see him, and he was very active in the school, and he knew my science background. And he said, you know, I think he might like the teachings, because now it's so science-based. So it's the science underneath the spirituality, and it Mm was quantum mechanics, brain physiology, different epigenetics things of that nature that they were actually teaching. And so that got me back into the school for five years. And what I've always been able to do is be open-minded, take an information that resonates, but then leave the rest. I love that. So even, even though there Mm -hmm. were cultish aspects of the school and fear-based aspects, I learned amazing things there.
0: That's great. That's
1: great. I, a, a kind of a, a, and maybe, I don't know if you, Dr. Lisa, will agree, um, but a, there's a primer uh, kind of movie, documentary, drama type thing called What the Bleep Do We Know? So
2: that one, or, I have a story about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which cool. is, uh, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's very thought provoking, it's very interesting. Um on all sorts of levels, and you can kind of look at it, and that became uh, whenever I was living at the house with all the uh, the artists and uh, skaters and stoners. That became a very regularly watched. Anytime somebody would come over, oh dude, you gotta watch this movie. and so- <laughs>
2: um my friends made that movie. They okay. were part of the Rambo school. Wow, <laughs> and. Ramtha is actually featured in that movie. Mm-hmm. and That chiropractor that I told you about after, he, so we started dating, but after we broke up, um, he actually ended up marrying one of the producers of that movie. And anyway, so yeah, that's all Ramtha. That's the very stuff that interesting.
0: Wow. Very. Yeah. Have yeah. you seen that bear? You know, no, I haven't. But I'm looking at the Wikipedia on it right now, and I'm going to save you it should. here. Yeah, yeah.
1: You definitely should check it out. It's really, cool. really, really, really thought provoking. It's really cool. Um and I because I remember when it came out like uh, it was like everybody around was like whoa this is really because there was a lot of other, other there were some other movies that were of like uh, I Heart Huckabee's and some others that were really kind of like this really heady mix of uh, like quantum theory and quantum mechanics type stuff into. A narrative motion picture form in okay. weird ways, that's but cool. like, uh, but that—that's definitely those two are the ones that will stick out that's to me. Cool. I know there was some one or two more, but um, yeah, both of
2: those. <laughs> so. That's what's awesome. that? I own both of those movies. Yeah, so. oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I did at one point. I think I still do. I think they're I, probably I both in storage, that. but yeah.
0: yeah, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's really, it's real that's and that's the first time I had heard of of Ramtha. Uh, uh, it was through that. But um but yeah, definitely worth checking it out. Check I know they did a kind of a recent version of it that they updated or something. I don't know. I haven't seen that one.
2: They do. And on Gaia they have um, they've split it up and it was I think down the rabbit hole. Yes. And what they've done is they've split it up into different um, episodes, essentially. Okay,
0: cool. Yeah. That's awesome.
2: Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out-of-this world conversations with extraordinary people. My mission is to change the fear-based narrative to one of love and to expand the minds and awareness of my viewers and listeners. Join me each week as I have a different guest on that has either experienced higher-dimensional beings in reality or they work with modalities for healing and deeper connection. I hope you enjoy this podcast and thank you so much for taking the time to listen or to watch. Aloha.
1: R W E I R D S T O R Y and that'll take you right there.
0: I mean you can never own enough clothing.
1: Well that's true, Barry. There's T shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff
0: that's so cool man
1: so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on Instagram to ours or Facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors.
0: Okay, now <laughs> I know we're kind of going all over the place, but I have so many, I have so many <laughs> questions. Um, just because I think it's interesting because you have such a knowledge about this stuff, so why not ask you? You're you're here. Um, oftentimes, and I know this is gonna, we're gonna go off into a different tangent here, and I want to circle back to the aliens. Okay, I don't, I don't okay. want to negate that, but. We, I, I'm, I'm interested to hear your angle on this. Adam and I have often thought and talked about, in you, and you'd mentioned it before, that we can create our own reality. And I am a firm believer in that. But the one thing that kind of really always stumps me is how is it... What is this ether that we're able to, as humans, tap into? And we're like almost anything that we can come up with in our mind's eye, we can accomplish. Do you have right. any thoughts on that? Like,
2: I do. What? <laughs> I do. What is that? So, I mean, everything exists already, right? Out in the universe, there's nothing new. Yeah. Okay. When you hit fifth dimensional reality, fourth density, there's instant manifestation. Okay. So basically you can from source, it's all coming from source. But if you think it in the mind, you feel it in the body, you know, it yeah. as happened. Then you're pulling it in. The particles are able to form into this physical reality. And so um, it already exists. You just have to raise your vibration mm. to be able to to attract that in.
0: I I, so, I I get that, yeah.
2: And that's what it's really about, is being in the frequency of mm-hmm. that manifestation. I've, so
0: I can understand. To, yeah, go ahead.
2: Well, the people who maybe are like, well, I'm, I'm visualizing or I'm doing my affirmations— But there might be part of their subconscious mind that is running in the background that's like, nope, you don't deserve this or you can't
3: have Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm.
2: And that is going to override any kind of limited conscious thinking. And so you really have to do some work on your mind to be able to hold that vibration and really believe. It's all about belief. You have to believe that it's here in your reality as if it's already
0: happened. So in a lot of ways it's like you got to get rid of the filters, I guess, in yeah. some way. I and yeah. I can relate to that because, you know, I'm a, I'm I'm creative just much like Adam, Adam's an artist. I I I write songs, I'm a musician. And when I'm in that mode, mm-hmm. it's like when when you're just sort of an open vessel to something and you're yeah. you're allowing you're allowing that connection to happen and it's, but, but unfortunately I, I, I have my filters, you know, I it's, you know, uh, based around what I like, you know, sonically or frequency wise or whatever it is. And, um, over time you get better and better at deciphering the code, the thing that's trying to make its way in. And you, you do get better at that, but it yeah. sounds to me like this is kind of the same, but, in order to really be a vessel, you got to kind of get rid of the garbage and all the stuff, all the bad stuff.
3: Yeah.
2: Because that will, that will override everything. mm. If you have garbage or negative thoughts in your head. Yeah. um, That's, that's what's going to be creating your reality.
0: Sure. Interesting. Thank you for that. I, I just always like to hear people's perspective on that.
2: I appreciate the question. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we might have to have you back on again in the future just oh my because gosh. uh this has been a, uh, I know we probably we probably haven't even put a dent on anything but this has been a, just a really fascinating conversation and we always uh we always like to have our guests come back on but particularly
0: ones that are uh with the Oki connection. So for
3: sure.
0: <laughs> for sure. I do want to ask so so you have um so you have other races of beings that you're in touch with. Is that correct?
3: Yes. Okay. Yes. How, That's correct.
0: in what dimension and what way does that exist? And where are you at with, with those relationships?
2: Okay. Great question. So, um, I mentioned earlier that three and a half years ago I met my Arcturian family. Mm-hmm. And so what I, I'm an Arcturian starseed. I'm everything, but that that's the one that I resonate with the most um, and that I have the deepest connection with. And so how that happened for me was I was taking a psychic intuition class. And the very first night of the class, our teacher led us through a meditative journey to meet our spirit guide. That would be our psychic guide. Like we could call on them to get additional information for yeah. tapping into that source knowledge.
3: Sure.
2: Now... I had met other spirit guides of mine before because I'm a past life regression therapist. I take people on these journeys. I've been on the journeys. Oh, wow. Okay. So I um, I went in this journey to a completely different realm. And a like, completely different, much higher dimensional. And in front of me were the most beautiful blue beings, humanoid beings, but they had, they looked kind of like... Um, and since we're audio, the audience can't see this, but they had big blue heads, okay. bald, big, big eyes, very slender, skinny bodies. And they just exuded love. Like they were just of the love frequency. Wow! And their message to me was, you are one of us. We are one of you. We are family. And then they gave me a gift of a quartz crystal. And when I asked, so it was kind of a collective, there were several of them, but there was one front person that was the main one. And so I asked, and their energy is more androgynous okay. rather than male female, but I equated it a little more masculine, this, this being. And so when I asked him what his name was, he gave me the name Uluru, which at first I questioned because I knew what Uluru was, but they often give us names that we're familiar with or that we can okay. connect with, resonate with. And so I came out of that journey and we went around class and described who our spirit guides were and everyone else had like normal human kind of spirit guides. I'm describing my blue beans. And there was a gal in the class who she did know some of the different alien races and at this point in my life, I had had tons of UFO experiences. I had already had my experience with the IO group and I knew about the greys, but I had never really researched different alien races because I was in different careers and, you know, it just was kind of on the back burner. But when I described these beings, she she said, she was like, that sounds like either the Arcturians or the blue avians. So I went home and I Googled, and as soon as I saw the image um, of the Arcturians, I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly what I saw. Wow. I'd never seen them before, but I'm like, that's exactly what I saw on this journey. And that started now for the last three and a half years, a connection with them that has grown stronger and stronger and knowing what my Arcturian life is. So I don't, even though I'm a past life regression therapist, uh, it's more parallel lives because again, okay. all timelines. Right. So I am living an Arcturian life. And so I was able to go to that life to see what my connection is here to earth Lisa. Okay. And there I'm a healer. That's what the crystal was about. So okay. the Arcturians reside in six dimension and higher. Um, they have limit. They have some ability to lower to maybe fit dimension um but they don't really do that often. So typically they're six dimension and higher and so in that realm they don't get sick. So even though they're healers, they're not healing each other. They're healing other beings throughout wow. the universe. And so what what that crystal does in Arcturus realm For me is it sends healing energy down to me, but also through me to help heal other people or or trigger that healing. Because we all have the ability to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. We just need sometimes support in that mechanism. And so then in the last six months or so, the connection has become so strong that I actually um, have allowed myself to let them speak through me they started writing through me but then now i've been able to actually vocalize okay they wow. wow. so speak so that's that's the main group but i also have mantis beings that i love i'm part of the mantis collective
1: okay we have heard of oh, we've heard of mantis
2: Genesis, uh, master healers they're one of the oldest races in mm-hmm. the galaxy and the universe
1: now i uh, i've heard of like green and then like brown mantises are there a difference between they're, or
2: they're different races and they come from different um okay. systems so they're you know they're just like they are humanoid forms in different places throughout our galaxy and the universe and i have a book that i just wrote that's coming out august 30th that goes through the galactic evolution of the humanoid form oh great oh cool Talks about these different races and how how we came to be on Earth and our genetics and how that's been incorporated. Their DNA has been incorporated into us. And so there are different races of mm-hmm. mantis beings, just like there are different races of grays that come right. from different star systems. And different blue beings, different, you know, humans, human forms in different sure. places. Mm. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's... A- Okay, so when is that? You said it's coming out. When is that?
2: So it launches officially um, August 30th. Okay. And it's called Connection to the Cosmos Remembering Your Galactic Heritage and Embracing Your Oneness.
0: Cool. Oh, that awesome. sounds really awesome. We we'll have to check that out. For sure. Where, and, can, where can people get mark it? Mark that down. Yeah. So
2: that'll be on Amazon? Amazon? Yep. Okay. And my website.
0: Okay. All right, cool, cool.
2: Yeah.
1: What was the meaning of his name
2: so but, uh, right, so yeah Uluru is actually the aboriginal name for airs rock the Mono- that's it
1: that's it okay. yeah I, yeah because i could i knew that name and i was like
2: what is that i had a I, you know. connection to australia and like i was born being obsessed with australia right okay right. so um When so again, that when that name came, and I and I have a a parallel life being an aboriginal on walkabout, right? (laughs) I've experienced, and so you know, when that name came, I'm like, that can't be right. And but you know, as all of my teachers have always said, just go with it, like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what the name is, but it's something that you can describe.
1: Right, it, it, but it's something that I mean because their name, if they even have you know, names, of the yeah. concept of names, individual names, or whatever, or it could be something that we can't pronounce, right, with our mouths, you know, because yeah. we're yeah. just so limited or whatever, um, yeah. or or if it just is some cultural practice, like uh, you you see in a lot of like in like uh, um, Asian countries when Asian. When the families or, or students come over to the States right,
2: they uh, their name.
1: or to, yeah, yeah. And they take a, a English name, you exactly.
2: know. Well, and one of my friends, she channels an Arcturian as well, and his name is Daniel. So that's a really good right. example. Arcturian Daniel.
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: I was looking yeah. at images of Arcturians and they are fascinating and it, i know yeah. there's a bunch of different depictions but they're kind of kind of the classic looking like when you think of what an alien uh in your in your mind's eye would kind of look like it's the depictions that i'm seeing anyway are kind of that and it's um man some of them are really fascinating they've got a couple of sculptures that people have done and stuff and it's um really pretty fascinating um yeah you know and i think that now have you have you experienced um With all of the UFO stuff that's going on now, have you experienced people being a little bit more open to your thoughts and ideas about these things?
2: They are. Um, Even though I personally don't need government disclosure, I think that the slow disclosure that's happening is helping people be like, the skeptics be like, Oh, okay. Mm. Maybe now I can be more open to it. And Um, we have experienced that on our UFO tours. So back in September of last year, we started a tour business here on the Big Island where we do nightly UFO tours, night sky watch using military night vision goggles. Wow. So I get to share all this information that I'm sharing here about my personal experiences. My husband has his own experiences. And we talk about the Hawaiian connection to the star people. There's a deep History here oh, in I Hawaii. Bet. I bet, and we have tons of activity here for various reasons. Sure. But so, with the people that come on our tour. You know, they range. They're they're on the continuum of like kind of believe and open to like fully believe like me, fully experienced. And,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but I I do feel like more people are being open to it that maybe weren't before yeah. the videos came out that the Navy sure. released.
0: And you're close to, I know, I don't even know where it is, but somewhere in Hawaii. They've got the big telescope there, right? That, uh, the yeah, big that's, observatory?
3: That's
2: on, that's on my island. That's oh. actually right, right above where I live. So what oh. uh, happened when we moved here, we didn't know we were going to start a UFO tour business. Um, I had my spiritual business already. And we, we chose the area thinking that we were getting a bigger house for the money. Um, and we ended up in the desert essentially on the big island, Waikaloa. Well, what I, what was told to me from Pele, she's like, mm, I brought you to the island and I put you exactly where you were supposed to be. Mm. And what makes it perfect is that because we are in the desert and right below Mauna Kea Observatory, is that number one, we have dark skies, which is really important for these. Mm-hmm. I watches, but, and then clear skies. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. the island, it rains a lot, Mm -hmm. like the state, um, but where we are, we have clear skies most nights and fantastic, um, visibility, how this area too is said to have a thinner veil and there are different portals that Mm -hmm. we watching the craft come in and out of the sky. Wow.
0: Wow. (laughs) And I wanted
1: to, another thing I wanted to point out um, and also uh, somewhat uh, make a joke is that uh, Pele is, uh, that you mentioned, I'm guessing is not the Brazilian, legendary Brazilian soccer player, but the (laughs) legendary uh, Hawaiian uh, goddess of fire. Yes. Or the volcanoes, yeah. Yeah,
3: she's,
2: yeah, she is the volcano goddess. And she wants everyone to know that the gods and goddesses really are, Alien visitors—they mm-hmm. are ETs that came and um, all around the world.
3: Interesting,
2: so that's—I've started yeah. with her as well. Uh,
1: <laughs> Brazilian Pele has—I uh, guess he's kind of—he could be something volcanic, uh, as he is a uh, spokesperson in the UK for Viagra. So I don't know. <laughs> 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 Different kind of. Experience. Yeah, different kind of explosions and whatnot. So, sorry, I'm sorry. I just had to throw in a little bit of absurdity that I, you know,
0: that's what I bring. Um, I think that uh, people don't really understand because I, when I went to, I went to Hawaii for my honeymoon and actually we were supposed to come back on 9-11, 20, what was that? 21 years ago. Um, The 9-11. The The 9-11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 9-11. Yeah, it was, uh, it literally went from... The greatest time to the worst time. Um, But anyway, um, but I didn't realize this, that there's like seven subclimates in Hawaii and or more um, that, and I was like, how how many? 13. 13. 13. 13. Yeah. I knew there's a lot, but you don't think about that. You think Hawaii is just like super tropical, you know, but, but within that, yeah, yeah, it's very diverse. You
2: drive Island, you can experience everything. Interesting. Everything.
1: Have you met a note? Uh, and I'm asking this another question for someone else that is a, an occasional uh, um, contributor here on our show. Our friend Jeff, uh, he's our sh- special correspondent and uh, resident Bigfoot expert. Um, 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 I, but I know that it, were he here, he was he would ask if you have met Dog the Bounty Hunter. I um, know. Okay, that's good because you want that would mean that you were in uh, where you don't know, need to be because you know you don't <laughs> need to meet Dog the Bounty Hunter. My mom <laughs> loved watching Dog the Bounty Hunter. Um, I w- went to Hawaii when I was um, I think three or four, but I don't remember parts of it. I remember. Um, the the hula dancers and the guy the guys climbing up the trees and the uh the ladies the old ladies weaving the uh the the palm uh and stuff so i mean i still i have these and playing in the ocean with the little wind up with the little wind up uh Uh, scuba man but i wanted to let him go out into the water but that i kept i wasn't allowed to because i was you know a toddler so but i have these clear memories so um i just i I just wanted to share because everybody else is sharing their hawaiian stuff (laughs) that's
0: awesome (laughs) hey not everybody gets to go to hawaii man it's a it's a heck of a place
2: Well, and what's super interesting is that the longer that we're here and the more that we are meeting people that have lived here their whole lives or even not too long, so many people have seen ships and seen big orbs um, on our island and on the other islands too. And um, there are a lot of transmedium craft coming in and out of the water Mm -hmm. all around our island that people have witnessed. And there was a mass sighting over on Oahu back January 2021 that it actually made the news. People got it on video, but there was oh, wow. this giant cigar shaped orb that was up in the sky and then it kind of moved slowly, but then it went into the water and people were looking for like remnants of material thinking it crashed, but no, it didn't crash, but there is a suspected underwater base off the Southern part of our
3: state. Right.
0: That's cool. So. That's cool, man. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. You're blown. You've blown our minds for sure. And we want to have you back for sure, because I know we're just so, sort of skimming.
2: Right. You know. Well, I know. Sure, Cause we haven't even talked about the Zetas. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, golly. I mean, you know, again, you know, we, on this podcast, we have so many different people coming on with so many different stories, and it's really, it's it's really been a fascinating discussion with you. You know, somebody that's devoted their entire lives basically to this sort of life and um, trying to figure out the mysteries of the universe.
2: Yeah, well, I I appreciate you all actually having a show like this where, my, my one of my missions is to normalize this. Right. Right. And that's yeah. why I have my own podcast as well. That's why, like, that's why I wrote the book. I teach classes. Yeah. I'm doing a tactic retreat. I just, this is normal. And we will actually have direct contact that is, you know, undeniable mm-hmm. at some point in our future.
0: Now yeah. that is what I'm looking forward to for sure. Okay. Let's talk about your podcast. So what do you do and what's it called? Where can people get it?
2: Okay, so it's called Connection to the Cosmos with Dr. Lisa Thompson, mm-hmm. and it is. I have a YouTube channel by that name. I also am in all the different podcast outlets, wherever you, your favorite podcast, where you get that, um, you should be able to find my podcast there. Uh, the YouTube ones are fun because it's video, so you get to see the people and cool. the interaction cool. but for those who want to hear it in their car. Um, I also stream it live to my Facebook pages before I upload to those different outlets. Nice. So every day at 1 p.m. Pacific time.
0: That's awesome. And um, and do you have an email address or anything? Can anyone get a hold of you that way? or?
2: So my email is lisa at mysticmanta.com. Manta as in Manta Ray. Cool. Because <laughs> my company is um, mystic manta llc
0: oh very good very good very good
2: my website is the easiest way a few ways to get there but www.mysticmanta.com
0: awesome awesome
1: and what was the name of the podcast again because i'm going to add it here and follow
0: you on spotify
2: thank you so connection to the cosmos with dr lisa thompson
0: hopefully you'll get some followers from uh from our folks, you know because uh you know we've got international followers and you know and we've been doing this for four years and just yeah weekly just about four years
2: We're just so. banging it out and mine mine is similar um so it it it's a conversation I have different guests on each week where um i I try to make it as conversational as possible. There are a couple questions that are standard that I ask all of them because I find it fascinating to know how people grew up, like, sure. did you grow up in a religious household or not? Like, yeah, a lot of my guests, they are either experiencers of this phenomenon or they work with angels or fairies mm. or energy healing, you know, all, the, all different kinds of modalities.
0: Cool. All right. Well, Hey, thank you so much again for coming on. And we want to have you back. We want to yes, have you back. Yes,
1: Definitely. Hi, gang. This is Richard Wright from the Paranormal Factor podcast. If you're looking for the supernatural and paranormal, we've got great episodes. Cryptids like the Cajun Rougarou, the Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp and Dogmen, UFO cases and alien encounters, and downright scary stories like Black-Eyed Kids, Shadow People, and Ouija boards. So give us a listen on any of your favorite listening platforms, and I'll see you next time on the Paranormal Factor podcast.
0: So, we're looking for a little help from our friends. We need you, our loyal listeners, to help us spread the word about the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Just go to your current podcast provider. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, YouTube. We're just about everywhere. Hit the subscribe button, download the podcast, give us a thumbs up, hit the like button, give us the highest rating you can, and give us a review. The What's Your Weird Story podcast is a community effort. Without our friends and listeners, it wouldn't be possible to do what we do. So please help us out by spreading the word. Dr. Lisa, thank you again for coming on and uh, crazy, crazy story. Interesting, an interesting life that she's led, you know, and the fact she used to live here and uh, then she moves and she's involved in a I think it's okay to call controversial um, upbringing with the school that she went to. Um, really interesting and really cool, and, and 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 really a a chance to talk to somebody that has lived a really interesting existence before yes. before that kind of stuff was really talked about.
1: Yeah, it was great talking to Dr. Lisa, and now her nickname is Dr. Lisa. She'll always be known as Dr. Lisa to us. Um, and I was explaining to her off the air that how uh, where Barry and I grew up, uh, we had a lot of nicknames. We were one of those towns where people had nicknames. And if you had a nickname, uh, other people from other places knew you must be from Kingfisher because you had a nickname for the most part. But um, you know, if she, that's why her nickname will be Dr. Lisa, even that who, who, that is who she is, because sometimes your nickname is just your name. Like we had a friend named Brad Payne, who to differentiate him from all the other Brads that we grew up with, uh, his name was Brad Payne. That was his nickname. It was the one word is Brad Payne. And, uh, you know, cause there we had, you know, Brad Pappy and, uh, and a, few, a couple other Brads. Yes, um, Yes. so, yes. so Yeah. So, Doctor Lisa, you are um, you are you are now on an honorary, um, by our accounts, weird villain slash kingfisherite, kingfisherin, K Town mafia, K Town posse, whatever
0: it is. Whatever it is, yeah.
1: You're kind of we will we you've been uh, crowned with a nickname. So there you go. So thank you, uh, one of us, one of us, uh Gubba gaba, guba
0: another example of uh how we can go off on tangents and uh just kind of meander around but we always find somewhere to sort of bring it back to we always find this sort of common ground with with folks when we're talking about these things it's important that we do that and that's why we love doing this so much and uh why we love having guests on such as dr lisa that comes on and, uh, you know, just spend some time with us and talks about, you know, their life. And uh, and we talk about weird things and always love people that are willing to open up and, and talk about things.
1: Yeah. So go follow on her podcast. And, uh, you know, she's got our book coming out. I definitely want to pay that out because it sounds really, really cool. about definitely. the. Um, The alien races and evolution Of uh, the humanoids Throughout the space That sounds just really awesome Um, So yeah go check her out And check us out follow us On all of our social media places And our Facebooks and uh, um, Instagram And follow our our, our, You know follow like Subscribe to our podcast If you haven't already that's awesome If you do we love you um, that you do that. We love you even if you don't. But you know, kind of like your mom loves your 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 your, your sister a little bit more. Kind of like that. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Obviously, I'm kidding. I was always the most loved. But anyway, um, <laughs> we know. Follow. Uh, follow um, give us just a shout out on the social media. Send us an email. W wy- I WSPOD at gmail.com or through our Instagram or whatever. Join us here on the podcast. Tell us your story. It doesn't have to be a big, long, epic story. True stories that you've lived and experienced, or maybe somebody in your family has, or maybe one of your friends has. You can Come on, you can share that story. Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll laugh. We'll cry. We'll wander off in conversation. True stories that you.
0: That's what we do here on the What You Were Story podcast. Yes, and we're good at it. So we're not going to change. Sorry. That's right.
1: No matter what the sponsors say. (laughs) um, (laughs) So, All right, gang. We will see you um, next time in the metaphorical sense. Uh, So until then, be
0: safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it.